part two. It's part two of the two-parter. We have two parts this time. It's a big dramatic special. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a holiday special. Uh, the holiday being, I don't know, this is probably going up around, is it St. Patrick's Day when this goes? It's probably after that. Fuck. Shit. Well, it's part two of the, of the no holiday in particular special where we are it's the, it's our most self-indulgent episode by far and that's saying something for us and that's why it's go listen to parts. part one if you haven't listened to part one yeah okay that's the end of the episode join us next week when devin tries to get us to talk about professional wrestling goodbye <laughs> so for those of you who have come back from listening to last week's episode, you will know that we ended it really abruptly because Devin ran out of battery on his recording device. In in the intervening time between the end of that episode and this episode, about two months passed because I had open heart surgery. And so quite a gap for us between recording that episode and recording this episode and very little gap at all for you, the listener back home. So that'll be an interesting little experiment that we'll have to contend with. I don't fucking remember where we were in that episode. I didn't listen back to it before recording this. I don't put fucking work into these things. But I bet Devin remembers because it's his episode and he was very excited about it. And he had a lot of things that he wanted to say. I think we were talking about Shelly maybe? I don't remember. Oh, uh, This start. is Original Podcast Do Not Steal. Original Podcast Do Not Steal is a weekly podcast in which every week my lovely, illustrious co-host Devin and I take some kind of of intellectual property and we make an original character in that intellectual property only this time uh, instead of using like an established intellectual property we're doing an, an AU of the tabletop role-playing games that we played in high school my name is Amber Autumn she her howdy everybody it's Prince that's about Kevin. the most I've ever talked to the opening <laughs> howdy everyone I was <laughs> I was like oh Amber's really Amber really wants to talk because she knows what this episode is <laughs> <laughs> and I know that I'm not going to get another chance for another hour. So here's the fun thing about having a two month gap in between episodes is that I realized we were right at the point where we were going to make a character air quotes, but I realized there were a few characters I didn't get to talk about. And I also realized that you would have forgotten so I could come up with a fun little catch up phrase that kind of makes the first episode superfluous. You can skip to this episode because I'll tell you how this works. So here's how making a character within this space works. You take one of the characters who we had in our high school tabletop RPG campaigns and you transmognify them into a character who exists in a high school drama and you give them a storyline that in some way crescendos at prom night. That prom night is the acquiescence of everything. It's where all the characters intermingle. Uh. Yeah. And so that's... Oh, you know I love that shit. You know I love that shit. I do. And so that is how making a character in the space works. We'll definitively have other guests. This is going to be a series. We're going to have our friends who played. We're going to have friends who haven't played. I really want to get Reggie on an episode for this. But before we get into that, there are a few characters who I neglected to bring up. If you listen to part one, I say, Amber, don't let me forget to bring up Batman and John. And then you know what I did? I forgot to bring up Batman and John. In our defense, we hadn't finished yet. Fair enough. So <laughs> for those who don't know, and that's everyone listening, Batman and John were characters who existed in our DC campaign. Batman was Noah's character and his thing was he was Batman, but not Batman. He was just a man with a bat. He's a man with a bat. Noah, incidentally, will be on for next week's episode. So that's a fun little bit of convergence there. 
and Jean was played by my friend, whose name I don't think would like uh, be appreciated to bring up on this. And he was a French Canadian. No, he wasn't. Fr he was just French. <laughs> he was a French man who learned English from inner city kids in Harlem. And it's all a little awkward. But hey, we were kids. What are you gonna do? Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, that was fucking unfortunate, huh? Jesus. <laughs> Oh, I forgot the original cold open I had planned for this episode. We're not, that's just, we're going to leave that on the table. It can be used for next time. So how I play them in this series is because it's Batman and Guts, who's kind of the main character of this weird AU, is on the baseball team. It's either they are in the background, Batman and John, because they become a couple in the original campaign. So it's either they're just a happy couple who get to exist in the, in the background, or sometimes I play it that it is the story of Jean over the course of a school year being the foreign exchange friend student coming to terms with his blossoming homosexuality. And it's a cute love story about these two. And the way I play Jean is not Ebonics, but it is he struggles with English and doesn't get a lot of the idioms and colloquialisms and will accidentally say the wrong thing, but with a lot of confidence because he's boisterous and full of misplaced swagger. And so when I do play it, that there, because I go back and forth about how I play characters in that's this. It's a, a nice little racism dodge there. Yeah, nice little, <laughs> nice little that, nice little those words in that order to make that sentence. <laughs> what racism dodge? Where you're dodging the racism? Yeah, you matrix bullet time the racism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking dodge this! Uh, I hate that. I hate every part of that. I hate every part of that. So, Welcome to the show. Okay. Welcome to the show. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's been two months for us and no time at all for you. It's been a minute. So this is the story of Jean coming to terms with his blossoming homosexuality. The final moment between the two, the last exchange, is they're just sitting in a parking lot and in a moment of earnesty, Jean confessing his feelings for Batman is accidentally speaking all in French because he's too overcome with emotions and he can't think about it. And he's finally letting that shell of false placed confidence down and he's being himself. And then Jean's like, fuck, I can't believe I, and he, like it ends with, will you go to prom with me? And then he's like, oh fuck, I can't believe it. And the Batman goes, we, oui? and it's like, <laughs> and he says, you speak French because they get each other. They speak the same language. It's cute. Another character I forgot to bring up is Agent Asa. Do you remember anything about Agent Asa, Amber? Not enough to like to develop interesting characterization about her at all. Agent Asa was boy. Agent Asa, for those listening, was Bob's character in our DC campaign. And if you listen to the Jack and Dexter episode, you understand everything about that because it was just Bob, unfiltered, beautiful thing. Mwah, chef's kiss. So how I play Agent Asa, I don't give him a lot to do. He's just like, the 30, the guy who's too old to be selling drugs to high schoolers who was around high schoolers selling drugs. <laughs> and that's just perfect. Because that's some Bob shit to do. Also, there's Faith, who sometimes shows up in the end in prom and is the girl Shelley goes on a date with. Faith being the daughter that Fi and Adele, my Star Wars characters, had in the final moments of her campaign. But those are the other characters that I wanted to talk about on a recording somewhere and have people understand how I use and play them. So Amber, there's a lot of characters I didn't use. A moon doesn't get to show up. None of Kyle's characters really show up. Sorry, we can bleep that out. There's a lot of characters left on the cutting room floor. 
I'm pretty sure you just want to use one of yours. It's, it's your turn to talk. Who do you want to use? So you're going to be a little disappointed that what I, I'm still sort of in part two, a little unclear about what exactly it is that I am do. Like I'm just, I'm just reinterpreting one of our characters in a high school context. That's what the thing is. Yeah, that's the whole thing. When we, when we last left our intrepid heroes, you had decided on Corbazalender, and I think you were going to go with that he is bullied. Oh, that makes sense. That's okay. But yeah, you're taking one. God, of I don't remember how much we told them. What do you say? I don't remember how much we told them about these characters. <laughs> so I'm, I guess I'm going to fucking repeat some of this. So uh, Grubazalander was a Pathfinder character I had. He was a kobold. He had big delusions of grandeur of like Dragonhood. And he was a sorcerer, which means that, you know, it's Pathfinder and, and magic characters scale logarithmically. And so he got to become the strongest by the end, even though at the beginning everyone was making fun of him for being a puny little kobold. And that was the point. Yeah, that makes sense to me as a, as a, as a character to reinterpret as like a, as a bullied kid. And then my next question upon hearing that is like, okay, Grub is a bullied child. How do we incorporate the bit where he also becomes the strongest one by the end, you know? I also What would, does that look like? Before we continue, I would like to throw out that Amber's plan for Garbazalender was for no one in the party to respect him, right? That's, you know, a bit of the text here. But we all kind of did. I named him Grub. <laughs> no, you fucking didn't. Yeah, we no, did. No, you fucking didn't. There was the no, one you time. Fucking didn't. There was the one time where we didn't because you said I come from a culture who values strength in this exact vocal inflection I'm doing right now, and we all laughed a bit. Right. No, exactly. <laughs> we all did. Shut the fuck up. No, you did oh, not. We totally did. We totally respected him. You were a valued member of the team, except for that one time you did that meme in our group. <laughs> bullied child let's 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 go what does a bullied child do does he bring a gun to school is that his fireball <laughs> gun to school. jesus that doesn't seem right because by the end he does like like he earns the crown right he does become a respected figure within the canon by the end of the storyline and bringing a gun to a school doesn't feel like that doesn't that, does, that that's not right that's not that's not right there's a much darker AU if that's how the prom night ends. <laughs> oh, we accidentally made Ben Shapiro's die hard. That's what that would be. So we want them to be culminating at prom, right? Like that's the thing that we were saying there? Yes. All of these stories coalesce at prom night. So like, Grub has to become the prom king, right? Oh, like, that, he makes, has to. that makes the most sense. Obviously. He, yeah, he, he has to, that's the crown he gets at the end that we couldn't come up with yeah, something better gets, than the end of Lord of the, the Rings. <laughs> How do you make a, then it becomes, what's a, what's the story there, bullied kid? We have the journey, now we just need the walking bit, like in Lord of the Rings, where you walk for a while. You walk. Grub is really into dragons, right? And wants to like, like has this aspirational fantasy towards them. My instinct is that the equivalent of that is like trying out for the football team, right? Like, yeah, he's he's trying to do a big sport, and it doesn't work. Okay, because he does like become powerful. Does he make it to the football team, or does it blow up in his face? Let me real quick pitch you with an idea and tell me how you feel about please. it. Please. Okay. So please, please, please. I was thinking because textually some of it is that Gerbazalender is disrespected by the group. So what if? He's not so much of a principal character that gets, like, the camera to follow him, so much as he is a character who recurringly shows up in everybody else's vignettes. 
but he builds sure. a rapport with all of our principal characters so that you feel that he is popular. So at the end of prom night, when he becomes king, it's because you've watched him earn friendship through all of the other main characters. And so, like, he doesn't get a big screen time, but at the end, he gets the crown. Yes, the answer is yes. The answer is yes. I'm processing it and seeing if I have anything to add to make it more interesting. I, I like that it adds, like, a like a meta-textual layer to that, right? Where he's, he's not a big deal in the school, and he's also not a big deal to the audience. I like that. I think that's cute. I think that 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 works for me it's it's like poetry it's like when the form matches the messaging right it's like poetry it rhymes it's like poetry it rhymes someone says i don't have a bad feeling about that i feel great about it actually people complain about that line but the, the concept of poetry in film is 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 important it's part of it yeah I, I don't know why people complain about that one when there's the every frame is so dense that is more indicative of problems with special edition star wars that we don't have to we're gonna do a whole month i don't have to get into it right now we're gonna do a whole month yeah i have another question i have an answer because this is the strange part about making an au with other people's characters is i'm like i don't know if i have the right but like how much of a stereotypical uh, sniveling nerd would you want him to be because in my brain you first meet him when crip is going back to the dumpster to smoke a cigarette and he sits on the dumpster and you're ow I was like, what the fuck? And you open the dumpster and you meet Garbazalender, who was thrown in the dumpster because he's a sniveling nerd. But that could be disrespectful to your character in a way I'm not comfortable with, so... Fuck. No, do it. No, please. L throw Grub in the... I named him Grub. Throw his ass in the dumpster. Okay, so that's how we beat him. <laughs> Follow-up question. All right. Fo Follow-up, yeah. Please. In... Please. In Garbazalender's spin-off comic books from our weird Canadian low-budget show where he gets to be a main right. character because it, he, he got enormous fanfare because everyone loves that ending. And he does join the football team, right? Yeah, he gets into some sport. There was this whole thing where our DM introduced this evolution box, whatchamacallit magic, make you, it was, it was a way for us to auto level. And Grub did that. Would you turn that into Grub gets on sports team and starts pumping up steroids? I think like, like, level up box and steroids feel meaningfully different to me, but I think that's just because of my, like, personal, like, uh, drugs scary, you know? More so than any actual reflection on the reality of the situation. So I guess I'm gonna say yes, and that's kind of like a, a place that I wouldn't expect to go with that character, but I, but I think yes. I now kind of want Krupp to have a tattoo that just says, uh, drugs scary. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's me. I think drugs scary. Yeah, yeah he's, he's shooting up roids, man. He's, he's taking hormone blockers and horse trank. <laughs> God, I love all the I love all the stupid ways motherfuckers dope in the Olympics. It's uh <laughs> look into Russian doping Russian doping scams. It's incredible. The will to cheat. <laughs> I'm so sorry I'm having such a hard time with this premise. Like, I'm not 100% sure where to go next. You know what I mean? Like, what, like, what, how much fleshed out do we need this to be before we feel like this is fleshed out? Uh, I think since it's your character, it's up to you where you feel comfortable being like, and this is a uh, nice little, it's done. Well, we can do it. We can do a bit more. I'm thinking through 
deciding if I like have interesting things to say about Grub. My instinct is that it's like a Neville Longbottom thing, right? Where he's a pretty minor character and partway through the movie, he does something that like maybe doesn't feel super significant at the time. And then at like the end of the movie, you know, like the 15 points to Gryffindor that set it over the edge or like like that in some way results in, in Neville, in, in Gravazalinder. Yeah. What do you think this version of Grub's home life looks like? Where's he come from? What's the contemporary equivalent for kobolds? Is it looking like Kenny from South Park? Rough side of town, too many siblings? That's sort of where I was, like I definitely was going for too many siblings. Lots of siblings. Definitely like a parental figure that, that he's trying really, really hard to impress. I don't know that I want to say rough part of town. I think that it, I don't know, like if we're doing a dragons thing, do you know, do you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Okay, here's, here's, here's an idea. I'm going to say the wrong denomination because I'm thinking Branch Davidians. But you know how we have those reality shows where it's like me and my sister wives. You know, it's like 50,000 kids. Is it kind of like that or is it just financially stable people who have too many darn kids? <laughs> I think adding in the, the reality TV element would be like maybe a little intense oh, and no, no, like no, require I'd... a little bit more screen time than we... Yeah, no, I didn't mean like actually reality. They would be. I was just using that as a frame of reference to explain the thing I can't remember the words for in my brain. No, no, totally. I think just like like pretty financially well off way 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 too many kids doesn't get any attention from from the parents even though he really wants the attention from the parents and that's it so like what other area would you want to explore to feel satisfied with the amount of development we've given him like my main thing is that i would like to know what exactly happens to bring grabazelinder from like loser nerd to prom king what happens there what's the deal with that i liked my idea of just you, you see him develop friendships with all of your principal characters and that gives the feeling that he is popular throughout the whole school so it makes sense that people would vote for him but then like you develop why it is he has made connections with the principal cast so what uh what wisdom does this middle child yearning for the spotlight have to dispense to our other characters well, what are our other characters struggling with? We have a lot of different plot lines converging on prom here. So, there's Reed, who very much wants to be in the popular crowd. There's... I don't think he'd show over to Guts and Hell's storyline. There's Crip Keeper, who's struggling with his at-home life, and you're doing a... What's it look for? Bender from Breakfast Club thing, and struggles with opening it up in emotional connectivity and he's going through the dating hassle of Oz who struggles with self-actualization and identity and how you want to be perceived versus how you actually are and the version of you you project to the rest of the world because she's a little embarrassed about her kind of shaggy at-home life. Fucking Shelly and Gavin kind of just want to get dates at prom. Sometimes it's low stakes. There, that when it cuts to yeah, Gavin and Shelley, it's just it's a stoner comedy mostly. It's comic, it's comic relief when it's those two. Yeah. Yeah. I like when shows can raise and lower stakes based on who you're following. 
who else do I give a major role in my dumb brain fanfiction to? <laughs> Alternatively, we could just think of some characters who show up who I didn't use and give them like little brief things to be going through who Basilander can just talk to and help. I'm trying to remember like how Grub contributed to other people in the actual campaign that we were doing and I think in that case it was a lot of like that generic challenging people's expectations thing you know that whole thing yeah so he's got to save the day at the end in some way right define save the day I also am curious about that what are the stakes of the whole plot line of this thing I guess so I don't have it go past like a fault in our stars level like there will not be a cgi laser shooting into the sky that will blow up the world is a contemporary sure, sure, sure. No, no 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 yeah yeah it's a contemporary high school drama that sometimes has light fantasy elements sometimes kato's an orc sometimes he's just built like a fucking linebacker it changes in my head no, 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 absolutely. I guess my, 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 my question, though, is that, like, with all of that, there still is, there's still, like, surely some kind of, like, overarching plot line, right? So what is that? That's my question. Like, in The Fault in Our Stars, there's still an organizing, like, idea behind the whole thing, right? There's still, like, an organizing thing that these characters are, are, are doing that the movie is built around. So, <laughs> the the awkward in-between and where I think this will become collaborative is you are now asking, what is the plot line for majoritively unattached vignettes following separate characters? Because the pitch for the show is episodes will change from POV characters whose storylines don't always necessarily overlap, but sometimes they do in fun and interesting ways. So there isn't, like, an overarching structure so much as different characters are going through different things at kind of the same time. But it does culminate in prom. Yeah, because that's an easy location to get all of characters. Yeah. Right. So I didn't go to prom. I don't know what the fuck happens. I'm pretty sure, sure I brought you a vest for prom. What, what happens at prom? You did bribe me a vest. I still have it. It's in my closet. <laughs> I would pull it out and show you, but you know, podcast. So my fucking prom experience fucking sucked. I went to prom and I had like just recently broken up with my like, like long-term three-year girlfriend, like shortly beforehand. And also I'm not a party girl. And so for me, I went to prom and I was kind of uncomfortable and I stood on the sidelines and other people danced. And I actually was on homecoming court, which is a very dumb fact about me. Um, but that was just because, like, like nobody who was eligible, who had the grades for it, like, wanted to do it. And then they, like, kept going down and down the list further of, like, people who were eligible, like, until finally they got to me. And I was like, sure, fuck it. So in theory, I am qualified to talk about this. But realistically, I had probably what would be, what would be similar to Grub's experience if Grub, like, didn't get into a position where he was beloved by the mob and people people realized that he was good, comma, actually. So, extrapolating from that, what is a way that the day could be saved? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of think it's about Gavin and Shelly 
Okay, hear me out on this. It's Gavin and Shelly trying to get a date for the trying to get dates for the prom, right? We come up on prom night itself. They still have yet to get their dates. They have formed some kind of absolutely fucking ridiculous Todd from Bojack scheme in order to get dates. We don't have like a full exact sense of what that I don't I don't feel a strong need to like come up with exactly what that scheme is right now. I am I am content with the knowledge that such a thing exists. But the the comic relief plan that Gavin and Shelly have come up with is about to like threaten prom in real life and oh no, it's a bomb. Everyone's going to get too high off the weed and prom will be ruined. Perfect. I love it. They, they've turned the whole ceiling into a gravity bong. How did they do this? You know what? This? this is even better. You know what's even better? So, yes, we do all that. And then it's... Oh, this is total fucking wish fulfillment for me. Then it's like, Grub is such a fucking lame fucking nerd that he in some way has, like, something to neutralize the fucking, like, bong. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's awesome it's so good this is this is why i like, wanted to open like we, up this like AU. we set that up in advance i'm so glad i pulled something out there i managed to figure out a thing in the end oh this is this is why i want to open up this au to more than just my brain i'm so happy with this it's fucking uh, stupid. Do you do you feel good about that? Are you are you are we ready? For I, yeah, I feel good about that. Okay, one one thing a piece. One thing a piece about this version of Gravazolinder. Before we close out, I would like to point out that if you're listening from the part one, you will go, "This is different from how Devin described the ending of Gavin and Shelley for realsies." But the other thing about this specific AU is it's very nebulous in my brain. Remember back when I was like, sometimes I play. Batman and John's story like this, and sometimes I play it like this. So, both the more emotional ending for Gavin and Shelley you heard in the first part, and this version where they almost blow a prom Jay and Bob style, Jay and Silent Bob style, can't exist in the same AU, and that's kind of the fun of this setting for they me personally. Can. It's true. Yeah. There is no canon. It's all vignettes that only exist in my brain. <laughs> I think this Gorbazalender is the type of kid who gets on i don't know i want to say hotmail i want to say aim but i feel like that's not the right time but it gives you the idea but he gets on aim and pretends to be a girl and gets a guy really attached and they're just like ha <laughs> i think that's just the thing okay so does. this is just is this just because it's me is this just, is that what we're doing here no i was just thinking because <laughs> i just feel like grub would like i want to feel powerful and for an instance i'm gonna <laughs> oh no i feel bad <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Amber, your character pretends to be a girl. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! No, that's funny. I mean, like, it's fine. I'm not, like, <laughs> mad about it. It's funny. It's funny that you accidentally did that. I will tease you about it forever. Yeah, that's that's going in the make fun of Devin bucket, alright? Yeah, that's mine. He occasionally the extensive gets on... make fun of Devin pile. <laughs> he occasionally goes on FetLife and pretends to be big titty goth girl in laps of dude. I think I want this version of Grub to have a pet lizard. That's cute. Right? Isn't it? And that, dear listeners, is a character 
mission objective complete. Thank you for joining for us, us for our extra special two-part episode. Don't expect us to be doing a lot of them. It happened on accident. I hope you enjoy this setting, because I'm gonna will it into being a subsection of the series, just like I'm gonna will monetization through this friendship into existence. Gonna use all my power. I said the thing at the end. Join us next week when Devin tries to get us to talk about professional wrestling, but instead we talk about the the Rick Riordan verse featuring special guest star Noah, our dear friend from high school, and also for me from middle school as well. Also, everyone will have a grand old time. You heard way too much of it's me talking, true. and you're gonna hear none of it next time. N- Devin's not gonna talk at fucking all next week. Okay, cool. That's it. We didn't really have an ongoing bit in this one, so I don't really have a good, funny way of ending out the episode. Um, lizard goodbye? How do lizard, lizard, uh, lizard noise? <laughs> Shit, bye. Bleh. I put, I hit my tongue on the microphone. That'll sound good. Bye. Good job. Bye.